In reality television, the people are represented by two separate but equally obsessed attorneys. This is their podcast. Hi, I'm Ceci. And I'm Angela. And this is the Bravo Docket. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. In reality television, the people are represented by two separate but equally obsessed attorneys. This is their podcast. Hi, I'm Ceci. And I'm Angela. And this is the Bravo Docket. Welcome back, everyone, to today's episode. This is finally the Mauricio real estate episode that I think we've been discussing since the beginning. Yeah, I was excited when you first brought this one up. You know, I like Mauricio, and I think no matter what you say about Kyle, she and Mauricio have what appears to be a nice marriage, even if it will never emotionally fulfill her. <laughs> I was just rewatching that. That's so funny. It that episode. Yeah, it's so good, man. It's so good. Kyle was like, I would never trade places with her because, I mean, look at my husband. It's like, okay. (laughs) Mauricio's pretty hot as far as house husbands go. Yeah. I mean, I think Deandra's husband's hotter, personally. I agree with that. But I think since digging into this, I kind of question him. But of course, I do every time we do one of these overviews. Honestly, yeah, I know. I was expecting Mauricio to be pretty innocent in this one, and it, it doesn't... It, it's not, it doesn't look great. And I'll just say, I don't think it looks great for either side. And I think Mm-mm. this is a fun one to kind of leave to the listeners to try yeah. and choose a side. I agree. This is one, I think in every case that we've done so far too, I've chosen a side, but this one I, I can't. There can also be the side that just everyone is terrible. I mean, I've literally seen judges in very hotly contested binge trials just look like they just hate everyone, but they have to decide one way or the other. Yeah, this is one where everyone sucks. But that being said, it's a really fun one to cover. This got so interesting. It was like, interesting to begin with. And then it got more interesting. And then it was like, whoa, and we have some we have some tea, we may have made a connection that perhaps people haven't made yet, but we're not going to tell you till later. Do you want to give a background on who Mauricio Umansky is? So for those who don't watch, Mauricio is the husband of Kyle Richards on The Real Housewife of Beverly Hills. The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills is actually what got me hooked on The Real Housewives. The first couple seasons are pretty, pretty amazing TV. There's a lot of stuff to do with Kyle Richards and her sister, Kim Richards, who was a famous child star and then had some addiction problems and that all played out on TV. Okay, so Mauricio was working for Kathy Hilton's husband in his real estate brokerage. And then obviously Kathy Hilton is Kyle Richards' older sister. They have a lot of Ks, like the Kardashians. They're very k (laughs) heavy. Mm-hmm. And then Mauricio ended up leaving and it was a storyline on the show actually and starting his own brokerage called The Agency. Right. And now Kathy Hilton is going to be on the next season of The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills as I think a friend of. I don't think she's a full-time cast member, but it will be interesting because the drama between Mauricio 
and Rick kind of led to a division in their relationship. Like because of what happened there, Kyle wasn't invited to Nikki Hilton's wedding to one of the Rothschilds, which... Yeah. Mm. It's pretty awkward to not be invited to your niece's wedding. You had some interesting thoughts about kind of like family relationships and contracts and things like that. So I guess the rumor was that Mauricio, when he started his agency, he took some of the agents along with him and he kind of used the connections that Rick sent him up with to start the agency. And they had, I guess, an unwritten agreement that they wouldn't do that, but they should have probably had a written agreement in this case. And I think it's a really good example of what you've brought up in past episodes about how people feel awkward um, negotiating or entering into contracts when it comes to family members. Yeah, I don't know if you want to speak on that more. Yeah, I mean, I, I do want to speak on that because I, again, and we're not giving legal advice on the show, this is for fun, but one of the things that you see play out on reality TV a lot is that friends or family members go into business together, everyone thinks everything's going to be great, no one gets a written contract in place. Think about what we talked about uh, in, what was it, episode Two, episode three with the Candy Burris and Kim. Kim. Yeah, Kim. <laughs> Tardy for the party, you know, and she did that as a friend. Probably halfway through, it would have been awkward to get a contract in place. Um, I think a lot of people feel like that, like, oh, yeah, you're going into business. You're working for the family business. You're working for your uncle, whatever. And you don't have a specific contract in place because everybody's supposed to trust each other. But then when things go bad or when people's responsibilities or legal obligations aren't defined, it can get really, really messy. And I promise you it is worth the the time and the upfront expense and the upfront awkwardness to get that in place Mm -hmm. before things go poorly. Right. And this is just like a prime example of it going south pretty quickly. Two things I want to talk about not to get too legal. First, they probably could have gotten into a non-solicitation agreement, which just says that you're not going to solicit a company's clients when you leave and you're not going to take the employees from the company when you leave. And Mauricio here did both of those. There's also the covenant not to compete, which basically prevents you from entering into a business that's similar to the one that you're leaving from within a certain radius. There's, you know, you negotiate that out. And there, the benefit is that you're not investing so much time and resources into a client or or an employee that you, you know, you're making him a really good employee. And then he goes and leaves and becomes a competitor and steals all of your, your secret sauce. That's just two things that came to mind that they probably could have entered into. But I don't really know how common that is in the real estate industry and these types of firms. So something else I wanted to point out is that I didn't realize how successful the agency was like of course we've seen it played out on tv that like kyle keeps upgrading to better and better homes (laughs) yeah and there's always an agency party there's always an agency party always so yeah they have like over 70 agents from what i can tell scrolling through on the website they have like 20 different cities right now bravo is actually filming a new housewives show i don't know if you know about it everyone's talking about it with like the People don't want to call it all-stars because I think it's a touchy word to use all-stars because, you know, we we all have different all-stars in our eyes and Sonia Morgan's not there, so. (gasps) Wait, Sonia didn't go? No, it's Luann and, oh God, I'm going to get roasted. I just assumed Sonia was there. Mm-mm. I know Ramona is there. I cannot oh, yeah, wait to Ramona see Ramona fighting Luan. over the best room. Like, yeah, she already, like, yeah. People yeah. are spilling a lot of spoilers from it, so I would avoid. <laughs> I've been trying to avoid the spoilers. I, yeah. just, I, just, I just don't. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Well, hopefully I didn't spill too much, but apparently where they're filming, it's this house in Turks and Caicos, is an agency listing. Oh, of course it is. Right. I'm sure there's agency stuff everywhere. I'm sure every cocktail napkin. Get this. The coconuts that they're drinking out of have an agency stamp on them. Of course they do. <laughs> I mean, honestly, that's probably why Kyle gets to go, even though she gets a lot of Even though um, she's not on my all-stars. Yeah, she's not on my all-stars. So From fans, that's probably why it's like she they have access to those types of things. And you know, here, free film for free at this estate because the agency is selling it. Right. Yeah. So the agency is doing pretty well. Going back to Mauricio briefly, he actually 
was the agent who sold the Playboy Mansion for $100 million. So just to set a benchmark of how successful he's, he is. Yeah. And he gets a cut of that, which is just, yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, I mean, (laughs) owning the brokerage, so he gets the brokerage fee and then, you know, any house that he sells that he doesn't have one of his own agents do, like he gets the full, so he gets the whole percentage Mm -hmm. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. Mm -hmm. A lot. He's doing very, very well. This brings us to the Malibu lawsuits. This is it. This is what I've been wanting to investigate. I want to point out that this was actually reported in the Los Angeles Times in an article. And the headline read, Did an LA real estate broker shortchange the citizens of an African nation out of millions. And the LA real estate broker in this case is Mauricio. So here is what we know. In March, 2019, Mauricio was sued in the Central District of California by an entity named Sweetwater Malibu LLC. I'll get to this later, but Sweetwater Malibu LLC is the shell company for an individual. And because it's in the Central District of California, like we've mentioned before, this means it's in federal court. So what happened is that Sweetwater owns a property, which was a 15,000 square foot mansion in Malibu that Mauricio was the listing agent for. Sweetwater, plaintiff, alleges that Mauricio was intentionally withholding higher offers that he received for the property. He also alleges that he sold it at a lower cost to one of his clients named Mauricio Oberfield. So we have two Mauricios. Yeah. He also alleges, (laughs) does not help. A column Mauricio number two is the buyer. So Sweetwater also alleges that Mauricio struck a deal with the buyer, Mauricio number two, whereby he would sell it to the buyer at a lower cost if the buyer agreed to use Mauricio as an agent to later sell the property. And if you're into some numbers, this kind of puts it into more context. Mauricio originally sold the property when Sweetwater owned it to a man named Mauricio Oberfield, like we talked about, number two, for $33.5 million. He then resold the same property one year later for $70 million. So he made a profit of $37 million on the second sale. Like if this isn't already sketchy and shady and whatnot, Sweetwater Malibu LLC is the shell company. Do you want to say his name? Oh, I, okay, so <laughs> I'm not going to get this right. And I I really promised I tried. It is the second vice president of the Republic of Equatorial Guinea, Teodoro Nuengma Obiang Menangwe. And I'm pretty sure I got that wrong. And I'm really sorry. I tried. No, <laughs> we're going to probably just call him the vice president. And so what this means is that Mauricio was being sued by the vice president of a Central African country. And do you wanna kinda get into like, who is this vice president? Like, why is this property being sold at all? What What is going on? Yeah, it was pretty bold of the VP of Equatorial Guinea to file this lawsuit considering the fact that the reason why he had to sell it in the first place (laughs) is because I guess, let me just let me just quote the Department of Justice. Through relentless embezzlement and extortion, Vice President, I'm not going to try to butcher his name again, Vice President shamelessly looted his government and shook down businesses in his country to support his lavish lifestyle, while many of his fellow citizens lived on in extreme poverty, said Assistant Attorney General Caldwell. After raking in millions in bribes and kickbacks, Vice President embarked on a corruption-fueled spending spree in the United States. This settlement forces Vice President to relinquish assets worth an estimated $30 million and prevents Vice President from hiding other stolen money in the United States. Fulfilling the goals of our kleptocracy asset recovery initiative to deny safe haven to the proceeds of large-scale foreign official corruption and recover those funds for the people harmed by the abuse of office. So basically, Vice President of Equatorial Guinea was running around buying private planes. He bought a plane that could literally fly from Los Angeles to Japan nonstop. It cost $3,000 an hour to operate. Like, (laughs) he bought several Bentleys, Rolls Royces. I mean, 
dude was just living it up, running around the United States. Oh, he went to auctions and bought a bunch of Michael Jackson memorabilia. Uh, don't worry, I screenshotted that stuff from 2014 off of his uh, Instagram. So, <laughs> and his Instagram is something else. You can see, I mean, he, the guy was not flying low and avoiding the radar. He was out and about buying stuff, living large with money he shouldn't have been using. So it was literally him extorting, according to the U.S. government, extorting the people in his country for this money and then using it to buy G6 planes and go to parties in Miami and buy properties in Malibu and Michael Jackson memorabilia and do all kinds of fun stuff. <laughs> oh, the yacht, the yacht that he got. So he, so he really wanted this yacht like really bad. And I think it was like a $40 million yacht or something. And they, the, the company that was making the yacht, like when you have money, like when you're, when you're putting up that much money for something, you generally need to show the source of your funds because these companies don't want the U.S. government indicting them, seizing the property, seizing the funds if they seem complicit in it. And so they will, they will make you show the source of these funds. He couldn't do it in a way that would have worked to buy this yacht. So he actually got a Russian oligarch to buy the yacht for him <laughs> and then bought it from the Russian oligarch. Like, damn. Yeah. So yeah, this is why, I mean, he ended up entering a settlement agreement with the government. And this is why he ended up having to sell that Malibu property in the first place that Mauricio ended up being the agent on. So the government filed a case going back to vice president against vice president and I had never seen this before, but you've seen this before, where they list the property as the defendant. And the first one is one white crystal covered bad tour glove <laughs> <laughs> and other Michael Jackson memorabilia. It sounds like I read that wrong, but it's not a bad tour glove. It's the quote unquote bad tour glove. It sounds like glove. the glove got in trouble and it was naughty. And so it's the United States of America versus one white crystal covered bad tour glove. Like, it's bad. <laughs> you bad glove. It's a bad glove. Uh, he he would buy that. Um, <laughs> yeah. So what's up with that? That's normal. I'm assuming. So <laughs> when property is when the ownership of property is um, in dispute, meaning like it seems to have been gotten like ill gotten gains from stolen money, the government will actually, the United States government will actually like file lawsuits against the property. And I, I think probably on the website, I'm going to put up a link to lowering the bar, which is a really funny legal website. And they collect all of these types of um, United States versus various forms of property. I mean, it's just the case names are just hilarious, but I agree with you, Cecilia. It's a bad Crystal cup glove. <laughs> it's a bad story. I feel like Michael Jackson would be proud. It is bad. Yeah. It's bad. So this is who we're dealing with. Do you want to now reveal what the connection is to Atlanta though? Ooh, ooh, should we say it? Should we say it? Okay, so yeah. Ceci yeah. Like, did the outline on this and it was so juicy and so good that I literally laid awake at night thinking about it and I was like <laughs> this thinking about vice president. The vice president. So I was like laying in bed and I'm like, why? The list of cars on the property, a, a Rolls Royce came up, a Bentley came up. And then I seemed to, I remembered in Atlanta when Portia and Kenya were both supposedly dating, uh, they just called it their African <laughs> princes. And then I remembered Andy Cohen kind of shading Portia on Watch What Happens Live about dating an African dictator. And so I just Googled Portia's name and vice president's name. <laughs> and it turns out that in 2014, Portia was rumored to be dating this guy that bought the Malibu mansion. Oh, should we talk about the Malibu mansion being on Beverly Hills? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, the property at issue here, like I said, is a 15,000 square foot property sold originally for $34 million, resold for $70 million one year later. And like, when we originally talked about this, Angela and I, we were wondering what the property looked like. And I, I hadn't looked it up, but we have since looked it up. <laughs> and it was, okay, so if you guys remember on The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, when Kyle had that big, big party, and it was the Great Gatsby party at this listing that Mauricio had. This is the listing. If I can find <laughs> the video on YouTube, I'll put it up. And so like, and link to it on our website. So this is the listing. And actually, in the New York Times article, they have a quote from that where Kyle talks about it at the very end. And I thought it was just really apropos for this 
podcast. So it says, Umansky's wife is Kyle Richards, a cast member of The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, the popular Bravo Network reality TV show. Okay, side sidebar. Do you think that uh, Vice President is like in his yacht that he bought from the Russian oligarch watching Real Housewives and then he sees the Great Gatsby Party and then that's why he <laughs> files the lawsuit? Because he's like, wait a minute. Mauricio's the one selling this property and then he like sees that he sold yeah. it like for a record breaking like double what uh and then he gets mad. I mean he's clearly a fan of the housewives if he dated Portia. Portia. Yeah. So I mean Portia denied it, but you'd kinda have to deny it. Like he's a he's a I would deny he, it. So sorry, Vice President, but I would I, deny yeah. it. <laughs> and she so she ended up having to sell that Rolls Royce, like right after she ended up denying this, by the way. Mm-hmm. Anyway, okay. So this is the quote from Kyle Richards, Mauricio's wife, about the uh, house. We chose the Great Gatsby theme because the Malibu property feels so grand, and we thought the 1920s is all about excess with alcohol and the money flowing, Richards said in the episode. So that's her quote about this stolen house, not her sister's stolen house, this stolen house um, on The Real Housewives. So... All right, so the house. I remember the house, and I remember thinking it was, like, so beautiful it like overlooked the ocean right like yeah so it's on the so it's in malibu and it's on the end of sweetwater mesa road and it's on the cliff and it overlooks the ocean and it's this episode was really just some great lifestyle porn on real housewives of beverly hills which is one of the main reasons i watched that franchise i mean Mm -hmm. i still watch it (laughs) i'm gonna pretend like i (laughs) I don't i totally still watch it okay Curious. So this house was sold originally in 2016. We'll say the beginning of 2016, right? And then it was sold a year later in 2017 or resold. That's what's being alleged. When was this episode released? Do you remember? Oh, it was released in 2017. So it, would have, it filmed in 2016. So it filmed in between Mauricio selling it to Mauricio number two and reselling it for Mauricio number two. Yes. So yeah. So this episode, so that that episode aired because it was a and it was a it was part of the storyline. It was one of the agency's listings. So Kyle, in order to help promote her husband's super fancy listing in Malibu, this stolen house had had a Great Gatsby party at the at the at the Malibu house. And it was yeah. it was it was beautiful. It was beautiful. I've told you what Sweetwater Vice President alleged, but something that Mauricio claimed in his defense in a motion to dismiss was that when he received the property, it was in total disrepair. It was just like a total mess and that he had to invest or the only reason he was able to sell it was because he could sell it to a client, Mauricio number two. And he claimed that he invested a ton of money into it. And that's the only reason he was able to resell it for twice the amount that he originally sold it for. But if this episode was filmed in 2016... Oh, yeah. So the episode aired January 31st, 2017. We'll say it. they recorded it in November or something, 2016. So he had like, we'll give him like five months to completely renovate the home and somehow double what he sold it for originally. No, I mean, that's just, that's just, you don't double the sale of a house. Like you, like a house that big with that much property, you can't double the value of a house, I don't think, in that short of a time. That seems crazy. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. And I, uh, I didn't know this like recording fact before that just, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I think VP was on his yacht, maybe, I mean, according to Portia, not with her, but with somebody watching The Real Housewives, <laughs> and then they see this Great Gatsby episode, and then he files this lawsuit. So, back to the case that we were talking about with Vice President against Mauricio. So, he amended the complaint twice, which means he probably got better facts, or we know he got better facts in his favor, and added them to the complaint. Well, in federal court, you're allowed to, you're automatically allowed to amend a complaint within a certain amount of time. And then you, 
I think you can amend the complaint once typically, and then mm-hmm. you, upon new facts with leave of the court, you can continue to amend the complaint for good cause. And typically judges do allow it. And so here, Vice President amended it twice. And we are assuming, based on comparing the two complaints, that it's because he got access to some of Mauricio's emails that had to do with the sale of the property. And one of these emails in it, Mauricio says, he might take it off our hands. He's emailing Mauricio number two. He says, he might take it off our hands. I pitched it for 42. Sweetwater claims, vice president, claims that this proves Mauricio was already in the process of reselling the home. He was already taking offers before the house was even sold. Right. And so Mauricio says in his defense that they already had a binding contract for the sale of the house for like the 33 million. And so they couldn't have broken the contract. And so when he was already fielding offers for more, that he, that it's fine because they'd already entered into a binding contract that couldn't be broken with the other sellers. But it just, somebody with Mauricio's supposed experience and he actually owns the brokerage and then he advertises himself as the preeminent realtor in Beverly Hills and you know basically all over the world. We've seen agency parties in Mexico I mean, in all kinds of places. He's getting ready to start. Yeah, and in Turks and Caicos, he's getting ready to start an agency show with PK in London, supposedly. So, like, when you advertise yourself that way and say, I am the best at this, I have all the connections, and then it looks like you're not using your connections for the benefit of your actual client, that seems like a breach of a fiduciary duty. Like, Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what vice president is claiming here. He also finds an email where Mauricio discloses to the government two weeks before the close of the sale that he's going to invest in the property with Mauricio number two. And then three days after disclosing it to the government tells vice president, hey, full disclosure, I'm going to invest in the property. But by then it was already too late for vice president to back out of the sale. Right. And so some of the claims like you touched on are breach of fiduciary duty. As real estate agents, they owe duties to their clients. And it's not illegal for Mauricio to represent both a buyer and a seller, but he needs to- full disclosure. Full disclosures to his clients. He has to engage in business with integrity, utmost care, honesty, loyalty. You're not allowed to make a secret profits from sales as real estate agents in California. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Legal team. Have you guys been on Quince's website recently? I shopped on there like three years ago for the first time and bought myself a bunch of cashmere sweaters. I lived in the black cashmere sweater, lived in it. And I hadn't shopped on there for a while because my cashmere sweaters lasted for a really long time. But I decided to go back on there and oh my gosh, have they completely expanded everything that they offer. The workwear, they have washable silk. And I mean, it's so affordable. I also shared with you all that I'm recently engaged and I'm in the middle of wedding planning. So anytime I'm shopping, I'm thinking about wedding, 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 wedding. And they have everything I need for the wedding. I just booked my honeymoon. We're going to go to Southeast Asia. It's going to be hot there. And I've been looking for good linen pieces. Guess what? Quince has good linen pieces and they start at only $30. 
Then I'm like, okay, we need to get our wedding bands. You know who has fine jewelry now? 14 karat gold, Quince. So I send the link to Avery and I'm like, you have to get your wedding band from here. It's affordable and it looks just like any other wedding band. I mean, it looks great. Another thing I'm doing, again, I have wedding on the brain. I want to look my best. So I'm like, okay, I really want cute little matching sets to go work out in. It's the only way I can get motivated. I have to like wear a cute little matching set. I've gotten really into Pilates and guess what? Quince has the matching sets. They look identical to matching sets I've already purchased from another sports brand. They have the same thing. And at a fraction of the cost, I was able to get two tops and one pair of pants for the same price that I could only get one set at this other sportswear place. I mean, come on. Quince is just killing it. If you've shopped there before, it's time to go back on again. They have just completely expanded the categories of goods that they have to offer. They're not just all about cashmere sweaters anymore. They have got a ton of stuff, and I highly recommend you go check it out. If you're ready to go try out Quince, go to quince.com slash docket to get free shipping and 365-day returns. That is q-u-i-n-c-e dot com slash docket to get free shipping and 365-day returns. That is an amazing guarantee on their goods. So go check it out. I highly recommend it, guys. Yeah. So and here's the thing, like the whole reason this house, this, this house is stolen because it was bought with stolen money from extortion and bribes, according to the United States government by the VP of Equatorial Guinea. And so the whole reason this house is for sale in the first place is because it was bought with stolen money. It's a stolen house bought with stolen money. The proceeds of the sale of this Malibu house, the Sweetwater Malibu house, the Great Gatsby house, are supposed to go, like part of the proceeds, a big chunk of them are supposed to go to a charity to benefit the citizens of Equatorial Guinea. So if Mauricio actually did this and had this underhanded deal where he was going to profit more from the second sale, then he stole money from the charity because that money should have gone to the charity. And that's literally in the settlement agreement. And Mauricio knew about the settlement agreement because in order to pick Mauricio to be the real estate agent, the United States government that was prosecuting the case had to agree on the real estate agency. The United States government said, yes, Mauricio, you are the best. We pick you to get the best price for this house in order to restore justice in this situation and make sure we get the highest price for this proceeds Mm -hmm. that we're going to go to this charity. Mauricio knew that the money was supposed to go to a charity and that the United States is involved in this and that this house was bought with stolen money. He knew that. Right, right. So technically none of the proceeds of the sale were to go to vice president. But something else I want to point out, though, going back to the government's case against vice president is that they claim he stole from his country. So maybe Mauricio just knew that and was like, it's not going to go back to the people anyway. I'm just going to... Kind of the no honor among thieves. (laughs) Exactly. I'm just going to resell it and... I'm going to profit from it. Oh, and uh, this is this is why the Los Angeles Times news article headline, <laughs> I'll reread it now that we know the facts, was, did an LA real estate broker shortchange the citizens of an African nation out of millions? Yeah, did he? Uh, did uh, it doesn't look good. I mean, of all the times to maybe not... Even if even if what Mauricio did was technically legal and he didn't technically break any laws of all the times to maybe not make that choice, this is one of them. I mean, I would say this would be one of them. Like, Mm -hmm. hey, I'm going to make sure that this charity for the people of Equatorial Guinea gets the most amount of money of all Mm -hmm. the times to perhaps be like, you know what, I'm going to make the altruistic choice. Maybe this is one of them. I can I can make more money off this house in Turks and Caicos that we're going to have the Real Housewives, you know, cast members. I don't know. I'm just saying. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm trying not to be judgy because I'm not in that position. I don't know, but <sighs> yeah. So this is why, like this, I can't really take sides on this case. I mean, on the one hand, you have a guy who stole the funds directly from his country, from his people, to buy the house. On the other hand, you have a man who sold the house and stole the funds from a country. So which one do you choose? I mean, I'm not a fan of VP, and I'm really honestly glad that Portia didn't end up with this guy. Portia has enough problems. Like, it's just... Yeah. It would have been been nice if Mauricio maybe had been, you know, I don't know. I don't know. 
And not only that, he puts it on the show. They film in it. So, I mean, this is the thing. It's like, it's one of those things where it's like people are, that's why I did that whole blog post. It's like, and I'm not saying Mauricio committed a crime because they they, they settled this. Mauricio settled it. That's, I love that part out. Yeah, there was no outcome here. So everything that we're saying is just based on what was pled in the case. But yeah, there really was no liability found here. There was nothing. But that's just because it settled. So exactly. Yeah. So it's like Mauricio paid something, his or his insurance company paid something, so it's settled. And so we just don't, there wasn't, there wasn't a finding of fact or conclusions of law by a United States federal court because it's settled. So it's, and we don't know well, how much his insurance paid. company also sued him too. Yeah, I, know, I left that did. part out, but yeah, they also sued him. They were like, we are, because they got sued by vice president as well for the same exact sale. Yeah. And the insurance company was like, we are not effing dealing with that. We're suing mm-hmm. you. And then they settled too. So yeah, I, like again, I, I hope Portia didn't date this guy, but I mean, if she did, at least she somebody, sold the car. Somebody bought her a Rolls Royce and then she sold it. So, and it was rumored, it was rumored to be this guy. I mean, and he is clearly a Real Housewives fan, or at least knows about it. <laughs> I just, I do, I just like to think about him on his yacht that he ended up having to buy from the Russian oligarch. Well, like, maybe the next season of Below Deck Yacht oh will my be God. on Below Deck, Below Deck Yacht. <laughs> maybe the next season of Below Deck will be on his yacht. That would his, be his yachts are so fancy. I mean, I have, I love Below Deck. I think anybody that's worked in the service industry enjoys watching Below Deck. But like, all stars should be filmed on his yacht. Yeah, I mean, I, I think. He Can you imagine really... Kyle? Oh my Portia, God. Ramona. Oh. We'll throw in Ramona for fun. I don't on think his Kyle. Yacht. I don't think Kyle and Mauricio no. would be invited. That's why I want it to happen. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine? <laughs> Kim. Oh, oh my God! It's too much. Kim Richards. Too... That's what I mean. Yeah, it's too much. Okay, so just to because we're talking about stolen houses and Mauricio, we have to mention Kim Richards. You know, that was one of the most iconic scenes in Housewives history, I think, in the limo where Kim, and I don't like to take the Lord's name in vain, I'm going to be honest, but I'm just going to repeat it. Kim yells at Kyle, you stole my goddamn house. And then that's kind of a catchphrase, like, you stole my goddamn house. (laughs) You stole Kim's goddamn house. And Kyle wrote in a blog post explaining it, saying she was the executor of her mother's estate and that her mother left the house to her three daughters. And, um... It, like it is funny because like she like her like big Kathy the mom, she owned the house. She the husband that she was married to at the time. She said you can live there in the house as long as you don't get with another woman. He moved out with like within a year, and so I think Kim probably felt like with her child star proceeds that she was the reason her mom was able to buy that house. Maybe I'm just speculating. Mm-hmm. And then Kim at the time, as we know now, had some drug and alcohol problems and was not paying for the upkeep on the house probably was not paying for the expenses of the house. So the other two sisters were paying for that. And then supposedly there's a rumor that Kim was trying to sell her share in the house and that her sisters thought she was trying to sell it for alcohol and drugs. Kathy and Kyle arranged to buy Kim out for her share. And then they subsequently put money into the house and resold it. And so now Kim and the VP of Equatorial Guinea have something in common because they both feel like they got mm-hmm. a house stolen from them by the Umanskis. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. mean, they should date. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> you imagine Kim on his yacht? <laughs> yeah, get Kim on his yacht. Um, I kind of want them to date now, although I, I want Kim to be happy, and it seems like he's kind of a terrible person according to the United States government but yeah I don't know (laughs) something I haven't mentioned is that when this lawsuit came out at Mauricio's real estate firm he had kind of a mass exodus of agents so first he lost his four in 2018 so this was like kind of after after the sale happened but really like the, the lawsuit was filed in 2019. So in 2018, four of his top ranking agency employees left the agency for competitor Hilton and Highland. Ooh, karma. 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 Yeah. So Hilton is, of course, Rick Hilton's real estate firm, Hilton and Highland. Yeah. So karma happened and he lost four top ranking agents to Rick Hilton's real estate firm. 
And then between January 2019 to June 2019, so this is like right overlapping with the lawsuit, he lost a total of 45 agents, which at the time was 15% of the agency's agents. That's a lot. A lot. lot. That is, and that's a ton of money. So that's, I mean, okay, so it doesn't cost a lot for a brokerage to have agents because they're not paying their health insurance, they're not paying employment taxes, whatever. But to lose 15% of your agents that are selling homes and bringing in those commission fees, that's a lot. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So wait, when was this? Wait, when was this again? Between January 2019 and June 2019. Is that when Kyle's house got robbed? Maybe. Mm. The articles I read said that the agents didn't leave because of the lawsuit, but the timing well, yeah. is suspicious. I mean, they're not going to like... And I'd be like, I mean, mm, he got sued. He stole so, someone's goddamn house. So because he settled, if I were one of those agents, I wouldn't want to say that I was leaving because of that. Because I wouldn't want to get sued for any type of like defamation or slander or whatever. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to disparage someone's business reputation, especially mm-hmm. since you know they, you mm-hmm. whatever. And we're not doing it. We're not doing that here either. No, <laughs> we're literally reading from legal pleadings. So yes. And yeah. we are not taking sides other than maybe saying everyone might be terrible and that we want, <laughs> yeah. My we side want is Kim Richards no side. to party on a yacht. <laughs> That's all we're saying. I choose none. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Okay. In 2017, the home was bur- burglarized with Kyle and her. Why can't I say that word? Burglar? burglar? I can't burglarized. say burglarized. Yeah, there's say something it. hard about like R's and L's and then R's and T's. R's and T's next to each other mess me up. My but. southern accent that I hide so well comes out every time I'm in court, and I have to, like, <laughs> warn people. Like, I'm like, 2017, the home was burglarized while Kyle and her family were on vacation after losing more wow. than $1 million in <laughs> personal sorry, items. Sorry. What? Sorry. What? You said, wow. <laughs> I know. It comes out. I've also had, like, a glass of wine at this point. Yeah. Kyle was open about feeling conflicted about continuing to reside in the house. So, okay, wait. It was 2017. So that was right after the second sale. Yeah. So karma. Karma again. <laughs> Alleged karma. Alleged karma. Potential. I mean, well, it's not... The sales, a- the sales happened. So that's not an allegation. It's the sales not, actually did happen. Yeah. It's not alleged that they sold the house for like 30-something million and then doubled that. It was like 69 million that they... Like less... Like a year later. That's not alleged. That happened. Mm-hmm. That's a fact. Those mm-hmm. are facts. Mm-hmm. Stealing houses. Stealing houses. But yeah, that's... This is the lawsuit. I did this it. This was so much juicier than I thought it was going to be. It, yeah. When I first read it, I, I knew there was like a foreign element to it, but I had no idea. <laughs> you know? Honestly, I mean, I had so many clients that got sued just out of money grabs that I tend, I think, to be a little jaded. And I think if someone has a bunch of money and they get sued, that it's just someone wanting to sue someone with deep pockets. And the, I just think that's my tendency because I love my clients and they didn't mm-hmm. do anything wrong and they shouldn't have been sued. But, but like, this one was so much worse as soon as I read the fact. When you sent me this stuff, I was like, whoa. It's like, Mauricio, dude, that is bad. Mm-hmm. You had the Department of Justice that you had to, like, report to, like, and you... Yeah, he's, like, checking in two weeks before the sale to be like, mm, by the way. <laughs> by the way. Like, I mean, it's, like, that's the thing, like, I to give Mauricio credit, he did reveal mm-hmm. information. Like, he did say, look, we got this other offer, but it's too late, it's already under contract. He did, yeah. he was forthcoming about a lot of things, but it still seems like if someone is as talented at real estate as Mauricio, that he could have been like, you know what, we're going to do this sale. And think about the publicity he could have gotten. Like if I, I mean, the publicity that he could have gotten for this, he could have like made it into like a big thing. Although I guess supposedly the VP didn't want, he wanted the sale to be quiet, which I think is another thing that goes in Mauricio's defense. Because if you want the sale to be quiet, you don't want it to be publicized and you're relying on Mauricio's contacts, then you kind of take away the ability of the agent to be like, hey, this is going to benefit all of these people. Here's this amazing property, blah, 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 whatever. So I don't know. I'm just being devil advocate again. I still think it sounds bad. <laughs> it is. I mean, yeah, I go back to the fact that like 
It's interesting when you read the complaint that vice president wasn't mad that the proceeds weren't going to his country. Do you get what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's never like, my people are missing out on this oh, money. Oh, no, he doesn't care. <laughs> no, he's never like, you know, this is going directly to them. They're, you know, I mean, you the government... You would think even his lawyers they, would bring that up or something, but... Like, it's not It's not in the complaint at all. It's like just, the lawyers weren't even pushing that right. angle. Yeah, it was just like he didn't sell it for what he could have sold it for. But it doesn't say why. Like, why is he so invested in this if none of it was going to him? It was going to his country. So, mm. huh? <laughs> oh, oh, just so one of the reports, and this is this is unverified tea but about Portia and the vice president, were that he was whoever she was dating. <laughs> whatever African dictator she was dating that bought her the Rolls Royce was uh, trying to buy her a house in a multi-million dollar house in Atlanta. So Portia, if it was this guy, we think you dodged like a bullet there because you probably would have been evicted by the United States government. <laughs> so That's probably why she was renting a house for a little bit. Dude, I like when I was looking this up, like I like Portia. I like her redemption story. I, you know, we've all watched her with her first husband who was just really seemed pretty terrible. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, not knowing what the Underground Railroad was to getting arrested at Black Lives Matter protests. Like, I feel like Portia's had this great character arc where she's really grown as a person. But when I kind of went down this rabbit hole, I got really worried about her. I was like, dude, like, she had, like, the preschool that got sued um, when the child died. And then, like... Not Wait, paying what? taxes. Oh, yeah. So, like, she owns a preschool with her mom, and a child died, and they got, like, a extreme, like, it's, like, multi-million dollar verdict. And so... The, against, the, the people that sued against Portia. Against, against, the, against the, preschool, the preschool, and Portia's a part owner of the preschool. And I, I by the way, Portia's mom that's on Atlanta, I love her. She's, like, one of the nicest people on reality TV. I adore her. I don't want anything bad to ever happen to her. Mm -hmm. Um, But, like, Portia's got, like, tax liens and just, it's not good. So, Portia, stay away from African dictators, please. (laughs) And... (laughs) Wait, 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 wait. Who's your favorite mom? This is so random. This just made me realize, because I couldn't think of anyone. Who's your favorite mom on all of the... Oh, God. All of them? You know, this is going to sound... Are you going to say Mama D? Don't say Mama D. Oh, God, no. She's not my favorite mom. She is so mean to Deandra, and I love Deandra. Yeah, I don't like her. I mean, when... I got I got a message from Deandra thanks to Ceci and like about lost it. I was like rambling like an idiot. And one of the things I'm supposed to be good at doing is talking. And like I I, I absolutely love Deandra. <laughs> um, okay, moms. So I feel like okay, I feel like Dolores is a really good mom in New Jersey. Her kids seem just really well adjusted and great. Oh no no no, not like that. Like whose mom? Like mm, like who is a cast member? Oh. Like, the moms that have been introduced to us, whose oh. mom do you like the most? Whose mom do I like the most? Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, that um, was, like, a question I saw on someone's Instagram, and not... I could literally think of no one. But then you just brought up Portia's mom. Yeah, okay, and... well, it would be it would probably be Portia's mom that's been on TV, because I feel like she's just been a lovely person and so mm-hmm. supportive of Portia. Um, I could tell you it's – I'm sorry, Candy, I love you um, – and I, your mom is difficult. It's not your mom. She's not Some my favorite. Some people were saying her mom. And I was like, what? No. I mean, mom, okay. I think the question has to be phrased appropriately. Because if I want, like, an entertaining, no, difficult no, no, mom. No, 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 yeah. no, no, no. Which like, do you who, like the most? Yeah. You know what? Stephanie's mom on Dallas. Stephanie's mom just seems so lovely and oh, so yeah, she supportive. Does. And, okay, on New York, um, Jill's mom. Like, it seems like... Uh, the, oh, I don't remember her mom at all. Oh, they wrote the book together. Jill's mom. Like, she's like the platonic ideal of, like, a, a Jewish mother. Uh, she just seemed great. I yeah. would love to hang out. And even Bethany liked Jill's mom. Um, oh, I thought you were going to say even Bethany's mom. I was like, oh, no. No, no. Bethany's, <laughs> no. Bethany's mom goes on the bad list. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Her mom goes on the no. bad list. Yeah, uh, so yeah, someone asked that, and I like couldn't think of anyone. But then, speaking of Deandra, she was in that clubhouse room and shared that Bravo 
was thinking of doing like a Bravo mom show with like mm. some of the Bravo moms where they would like give advice to people. Well, I guess they, they filmed did. it. They filmed yeah. it. And then for some reason, they so filmed like Mama it. D was on there. Who was and they Mama Joyce. Yeah. Candy's who mom. Else, who else was on there? I don't remember. I remember I like wrote a summary of it on Facebook and then I, I have no memory. So <laughs> that's why I need all my notes. Oh, Lisa Rinna's mom. I like her. Oh yeah. She's fun. She's super fun. What was her name again? Lois? Lois. Lois is great. Lois, like, so Lois is great. Honestly, I love Mama D on my TV. Like, Dale. Dale, Tinsley's mom. Oh, my God. Okay, here it is. I found the list. Mama (laughs) D, Dale, Caroline Manzo, and Portia's mom, which no one can remember her name. But we love her, and she's great. Yeah, that actually would have been a good little group of people. But I'd be very curious to see Dale and Mama D in a room together. I would be very curious how that would go. It'd be interesting to see if they would uh, form an alliance and just oh, no. destroy. Everyone. It would be like Southern shade. Like, mm, mm. You're, that lipstick looks nice. I think Mama uh, Joyce could take them all out. Mama Joyce is fierce. So yeah, that's the lawsuit. Do we know what our next episode's going to be about? Yes. So I am going, uh, full kind of jersey on the next one and so by the way i stand big frank but big frank was disbarred so i think it's going to be pretty interesting we're going to go through explain what happened with big frank why he was disbarred it was a whole thing it dolores didn't know they they said it at the reunion and she's like no he wasn't disbarred yeah well it turns out he was um, I think we'll understand a little bit better about why Dolores, even though she loves Big Frank, does not want to be married to him ever again. And then we're going to compare and contrast that and have kind of like a Jersey episode regarding Big Frank and his disbarment and then show the difference with how the Jersey attorney bar ethics people handled that which I think went exactly how it's supposed to and explains why attorneys like Ceci and I are so terrified of making a mistake. And then compare and contrast that with California and have kind of sort of like a Girardi, Girardi too. Yeah. And I guess for those listening, I want to plug that we have an Instagram account and we're pretty open to receiving DMs if anyone ever has any questions. We try to post updates or case updates that we hear about. We're not trying to be live time updaters, because that's just, we got work. But if you want to like get more information, hit us up on Instagram, check out our website. There's always bonus content on our website with each episode. And yeah, say hello. Well, thank you for listening and we'll talk next time. Yeah. The Bravo Docket is part of the ACAST Creator Network.